There we go. There's something was happening. Arthur Blank loving it. Up by 25. Tossed away. He's in. What a comeback. All right, welcome to another episode of the 28 to 3 podcast. We are over 24 hours removed from that wonderful showing against the Lions. Great game. Nick, why don't you go ahead and lead us off, man. Give us your thoughts from the game. I think it started the exact way we described that it would go. Yep. Um, yeah, it did. For the first, um, probably what, I guess just the first quarter, really. We were down 21 nothing, fastest in 15 years for a team to go up 21 nothing. I think six and a half, seven minutes. Yeah, it was about as bad as you could start. Um, and then our normal theme kind of kicked in there, and we decided to become competitive again, and we make a game of it, and then we find <laughs> a way to lose it. It's been pretty much the way the season's been the whole year. The It's a shame to see an interception like that put us in that situation when it's you know, uh, I think Carr missed an open receiver. AT looked to be coming across. We did have a rusher coming up the middle, making that throw maybe a little tougher than it could have been. But he puts it right in Juwan's hands. So I don't know, you know, missing a bigger play, but still throwing a good ball to our receiving tight end who we just paid a bunch of money and watch him deflect it straight to the other team and give him a second touchdown pretty much instantly was a tough one and then you saw you know James Hurst with the best punch fumble we've seen this season on a Saints uniform (laughs) on his own quarterback uh, when we had the ball to go ahead when in all honesty it might have been the best quarter and a half cars played all season 15 straight completions we went up and down the field we were perfect in the red zone all of a sudden things are going good and we find a way to screw it up again Um, I don't know what else you can say it happening every game so it's it's pretty much who we are. Um, the one thing I want to get you guys' feedback on is we've heard all this about the schedule, and Max and I were texting a little bit about it today, and how ridiculously easy it's been. Well, all of a sudden, um, out of our 12 games, seven of those teams are 500 or better that we've already played. We are 1-6 against those teams, beating Indianapolis, who's now 7-5 and five and hasn't lost, I think, since we played them. <coughs> And we've played five teams with a losing record, and we're four and one against those teams. We have two last place teams coming in the next two weeks. What does that mean? I don't know. It seems like we are about as mid a team you can be. We're beating up on bad teams, and we're losing to decent teams. That's what the season is showing us. Um, We've had opportunities to win almost all the games, and we couldn't do it against the good teams, and we managed to pull it out against the bad teams. So what does that mean for the next few weeks and where does it put us for the end of the season? I'm still in the camp of you try and win if you can win. That's what I believe sports are about. I'm not a tanking person. I don't like it, I, um, especially with the uncertainty in a draft. I don't think tanking for the hope you pick the right player at number eight rather than number 13 means a whole lot. So suffering to potentially suffer more is not my thing. So I'm hoping we beat these two last place teams and get to seven and seven and make it interesting with the two division games at the end of the season that Max has said all year, we're going to decide this division. I still think it looks like that could happen. Tampa and Atlanta play this week. And if Tampa plays, it's wide open again. I mean, if Tampa beats Atlanta this week, Mm -hmm. it's all wide open. So Corey, you can take it from there. That's my opinion. Um, (laughs) 
don't know what else to say. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that if you look at it from a scheduling perspective, yeah, I mean, the division's so bad that you can't you can't say we're out of it yet. Um, you know, as bad as we've played, and and even with all the uncertainty because of Atlanta's schedule, because of Tampa's schedule. I mean, we have to. We're we're not even ahead of Tampa right now. We have to remember that. It's yeah, not, we're in third. <laughs> it's not like, but we do control Tampa because we play them. So we, we're going to have to beat Tampa to win the division. Well, so well, we we control our destiny. I don't think we've been in a position to say we've controlled anyone that well, we've played. My point is, I know if you, you beat yeah, them at home, I know what you mean. You take the lead on Tampa, um, so that's in our in our hands. Yeah. Atlanta is not. From a scheduling perspective, it. I'll say I'll talk about the scheduling perspective before I get into the the game. Because, yeah, there's more teams now that have a winning record, but the trend still remains the same, which goes to the overall uh, direction and leadership of this team from the top. It's that we can't beat the good teams. We can only beat the bad teams. It's that simple. And that's not a recipe for any winning team. That has never been a recipe for our successful organizations. It may have been, a re- it may have been the case when Sean Payton had a 7-9 and nine years, I'd have to go back and look because I think we had we had some surprise wins against some good teams back in that that uh, era, but overall it becomes clear that you know we don't have the direction at the coaching level, um, in my opinion. We don't have the to, players either, dude. Well, that no, you see that's where I differ. I I think we do. I think now obviously our defense has shown that it's its age is is a problem. It it's be either. You know they're they're fatiguing as the season goes on, um, but just the team that only beats the bad teams and doesn't beat the good teams that's that's defense never gonna made be- it five games to be fair. Yeah, I mean, but if they're but, not fatiguing. They have fallen off a cliff. We're, well, we're third yeah. worst in the league in points given up in the last eight games. It's, right, the that's only the majority of the season. The only time our defense has shown the ability to get stops is once the other team is ahead by three or more touchdowns, right. and they're not really going to be that aggressive at that point. Exactly. Um, but going back to the game, you know, it, yeah, it, it started off. Now, granted, I saw the first time I checked my phone. Uh, for the for the game because I was at a lovely uh, meet Santa brunch with uh, my my beautiful twin daughters, um, you know. So I didn't actually start listening. You know, start listening to the game and then watching most of I guess the second half. So you missed the bloodbath. That was the yeah. First I didn't actually the see the bloodbath. Yeah. It was like a little bit after twelve, and I'm like, okay, the game started a little while ago. I'm, I'm keep keeping you know two eyes on two kids running around the dining room with Santa and all that stuff. And I checked the phone. I'm like. Um, pro- I hope not much has happened yet. And I look down, 14 nothing Lions. I'm like, you've got to be shitting me. And then next thing I check, 21. I'm like, you, what the hell is going on? And I, t- I, I tried to check the play-by-play in the midst of everything. I couldn't even keep up like reading all of the plays because the Lions had so many for positive gains. So, you know, the effort, to me, the the problems, the biggest problem right now is, is the defense. Um allowing teams to just run rush shot all over us uh yes Derek and this is an ultimate like two things can be true situation yes Derek Carr was not good okay uh early on he yeah he had the stretch in the middle of the game so I'll credit him for that uh but it's one of those things where he he just still can say that but he still continues to be inconsistent as a as a passer where it's like He'll have well, a stretch. Have, you didn't actually see that. I mean, he started two for seven, and then he completed every pass. So, 
Max like 14 or 15 at one point, I think. Right. Yeah. They said 15 straight completions when okay. it went out. I don't know if that's accurate. That's just what the commentator said. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like you, But the two for seven, we had a Kamara drop, which you didn't see, the Jawan drop. Did you see after. anything else bad? I'm just asking as a second perspective. No, I didn't. Uh, I mean, those were enough, honestly. That Jawan Johnson drop is just, it, it, it's get him off the fucking team. Like that contract is terrible. I'm so mad at my. I need to. I'm so <laughs> mad at myself for changing my stance on Jawan Johnson. I blame Adam for this because Adam bullied me into fucking thinking Jawan was going to be good this year <laughs> with all of his posts and talking about. Well, everybody you know, thought everybody thought he was going to be good. Well, I mean, look, I'm going to take it back to last season, and you know we've had this conversation. Nick and I, especially, have had this conversation, and I have said multiple times, Jawan Johnson is a second tight end. You know, right now he's parading as a starting tight end. He's not a starting tight end. I never thought he was. He's a converted wide receiver. He wasn't drafted as a wide receiver. Yeah, you changed your tune the week before the season. I did. I did. And, I, and you know what? Like, I'm, I'm so mad at myself for doing that. I had it right, and then I, I got bullied into, into changing it. And yeah, it is what it is. Did but, either of y'all see if he was actually benched or was there some other reason? He, I don't think he was benched. I saw him come back in oh, later he did? on. Because okay. so, yeah. Foster started getting a lot of plays after that second, um, you know which play I'm talking yeah, about, where yeah, he's just like yeah. staring at the wall. You're like, what is going on with what you want? Yeah, it, it could have been play calling on Carmichael. It's one of those things we'll never really yeah. know. Um, you know, maybe a good segue into the fact that like, hey, what do you know? We put Jimmy Graham in the game at the goal line. And he's got two catches now for two touchdowns. Dude, he, he put had a move on that guy. He had two snaps in the game. Yeah, that's amazing. It, what the fuck? I don't know what's going on with. I mean, that's one of those things where I you think go he, back to the way this team is 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 run from a personnel standpoint, and there's he should so be many questions. So many questions. That's obvious. Um, I agree. Every red zone snap. He's Jimmy, not. Jimmy a, he's not an every down player anymore. No, he's not. But but we, down there to Corey's credit, you know. The route was beautiful. Yeah. He put the guy, the guy had, you know, concrete boots on when, when Graham made that move on. He didn't even move. It was, well, it was Graham, perfect. I mean, yeah, Graham set him up. Yeah. yeah. Set him up. Perfect, perfect route. Well, Great what did we throw. say when we signed Graham? We were all like, he's going to have like. I said less than 20 catches, no, no, six we, touchdowns. I right? said he's going to have like five catches and like four touchdowns. And, you know, that's pretty much all he's good for at this point, which is fine. Put him in in the red zone. Like, he needs to be in on every red zone play at this point. Yeah. So what's – no one's saying he's an every down tight end. It's just – but it's it's like – and here, well, here's the other thing about the offense. It's – we we were four of four in the red zone this week. Right. You know, that's after, what I was getting after everything we went through last week and the year, One week, week later, before, we're four for four. What is going on? Uh, but time out. The Lions have – they're in the top five worst red zone defense in the league. But like, we, they're – they're we bad. still had to do it. I mean, yeah. I don't think we were in a position to say we could do it even against the worst. It was um, it was the resistible force meets the movable object. Yeah. AK but, with two touchdowns. Carr actually with a good throw on the Graham route. Um, and the Taysom. Jameis. Kamara got in. They took it away from us, and then Taysom got in. Jameis uh, had the God's plan throw. To, yeah, uh, that wasn't a touchdown, a though, right? <laughs> no, it, that it wasn't. It, but it set it up. Well, here's a question. That Nick, was an awful throw. Nick, Nick, <laughs> I, I know where Nick stands on this since he already uh, blamed James Hurst for that fumble. Where do you stand on that, Corey? Whose fault was that when uh, Hurst was uh, right when after the snap and he knocked the ball out of Carr's hands? I've seen it going both ways on social media, and obviously if you are if you hate Carr, you're going to blame Carr. And if you, you know... The other, the other way, you're going to go the other way. We got Nick's opinion on He said this on Hurst. What did you think? I don't think it's on Hurst. I mean, I don't know what you want Hurst to do differently. Other, I mean, he came out and ran, and his yes, his arm was like out, you know, kind of flailing, but I don't know if they're coached to like, if you're going to come out in a zone pull type of, 
you know, the type of block he was executing. Yeah. I don't know if he's coached to keep his arms in. I don't know that. Um, what I, do- I mean, look, I don't want to get too far off on a tangent on this. I just want your quick opinion on it. What did you think? Who would you assign blame to on that? Just out of curiosity. I think I put it on Carr. And it's I, not, I do too. It's not honestly. because I, I like hate Nothing Carr. to do with, yeah. I don't get, and here's the thing, a quick aside, It you know, everyone in Saints, the Saints world right now, Saints Twitter, I, it's like you got to be, there's either the Carr haters and it's, and yeah. bloodthirsty hate or it's the car defenders a lot of which are like raiders nation and Derek Carr family bots because i've actually had one comment on a reply but that i made real I'll quick be, i'll be critical of, of car where critic criticism is due but i think it doesn't serve you as a fan to get so uh blindly enraged against any one player to where when he actually has something when he does something good, you, you can't see it because right. a lot of people aren't even talking and, about. And that's the my good. thing about this. I think the the car being down on car is why you'd blame. Him. He did nothing wrong in the play. He had both hands on the ball, fully secured. He's dropping back in a normal. Well, it drive. wasn't secured if it came out. I mean, if you're not expecting Hurst to jump in front of you on a pull and play, and I'm not blaming Hurst. He's just trying to get to his pulling spot, but. That's what we are this year. This was not an egregious mistake by either player. Hurst is trying to do his job. Carr, both hands coming out from the snap, turning to run the play, has a guy knock the ball out of his hands. You're not trying to secure that ball like you're about to take a hit. You're you're turning to make the play. Well, Hurst comes out with an arm that swings out of nowhere like he was trying to take it out. It, yeah. it, now, he did nothing wrong. He's just pulling on the play. Obviously, he's pulling around uh, McCoy. That's the play. We're going to run something on a handoff to the opposite direction. It's clear. Yeah. I don't think it's an egregious error by anybody. That is what the 2023 Saints are in a nutshell. Yeah. Everything's going great, and we fuck it up with some I'll agree with you to this extent. Yeah, it's not egregious on either party. Um, And and it's kind of a situation where... It's a dumb luck thing. I I, I analogize it to, you know, something that's more attuned to the profession that I'm in with, with... litigation where every time there's a car wreck somebody wants to file a lawsuit you know there are accidents that are just accidents where there's really no one at fault are 90 percent of them situations where somebody screwed up and someone's at fault and if someone got injured they should get money for it yeah of course um but you know there are situations where like it's just dumb luck it's just wrong place wrong time two people get screwed up and no one's really at fault um it's similar to that. The only thing that could have been changed, really, I don't think, I think it's more, it's easier for Carr in that situation to spin out of the snap faster than it is easier for, for Hurst to just not run with his arm out. Um, I, I think as a QB, you know, to an extent, you, you know, you got to know where your blockers are going to be. Even when you're getting the snap, I think ball closer to the chest could have helped. Um, you know, there's, it was such a split second thing that any little thing that, that was done differently would have caused that result not to happen. So if I have to pick, I'm putting it on car, but overall, I think it's mostly just terrible luck. Yeah. And before Nick jumps in, let's go ahead and move on to a different subject. This was literally (laughs) just to get a quick opinion on it. it, it, We're trying to take this into a uh, 10 minute segment. That's also a microcosm of the same season where it's like, Every, it really is. every little thing that is happening is is um, everyone takes as a huge, much bigger issue. When in the in reality, it's like that's a freak play. It's, it's, a, freak, it's a freak play. Yeah. We can all yeah. agree it's a freak play. Um, I'll go ahead and give my two cents on the game. You know, first seven minutes, it was going exactly like I thought it was. I'm like, here comes that 40, 40 point ass whooping that uh, that I predicted. Mm-hmm. And look, to their credit, they fought back. 
Um, Olave looked good, man. Again, two weeks in a row, he had 100 yards. You know, he's he's definitely turned it around over the last couple of weeks. He's looking like the player that everybody thought he would be. Um, Carr had that hot streak in the middle, man. He looked good. You know, and obviously it doesn't change anything from the beginning of the year, but give the man his credit when he played well in that middle stretch. We were coming back. We like, were probably going to win that game. We were. I at, There was a point in the third quarter, and it was, I want to say. Um, we were steamrolling them like they were steamrolling I mean, us. If exactly. the first fumble doesn't happen, well, they, we they, win the game. They was, could not stop us with Carr in there. It was point. funny. The announcers were like. We figured did these, something out. The announcers go, did these two offenses switch jerseys? That's exactly what <laughs> And that's happened. exactly what it looked like happened. So yeah. there, was a, there was a moment where I looked at Alex and said, we're absolutely winning this game. When we got was, that ball back before yeah. that fumble, I agree with Corey. Uh, that was going to be a drive straight down the field. Yeah. They could not stop anything we were doing. Olave was wide open, running free. He played great again. Yeah, he did. He could have made a big play on the Taysom throw, which was a bad throw, but that's not his fault at all. Yeah. He, he could have made a play on that. Otherwise, he was running free, and Carr was hitting him, and they had it going again, just like they did last week before Olave went out. Something's clicked there, it seems like. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I... I believe we win that game if we have Carr and the you know we score there. They're gonna go, maybe go score. I think on if us, the fumble doesn't happen, I we think win. we win the game. I, I but agree. of course, some freak play happens. You know, the week before is the Taysom fumble in the uh, in the red zone. So I think it's another game we lost with more yards, more time of possession, but we did lose the turnover battle this time by two, and it was a one score game. The turnovers is what what matters. We can't turn yeah. it over. And I think too, like I said, two things can be true. Where you know, if you want to, even if you want to put the turnovers on Carr, um, there's another side of this equation that was horrific, and it was our defense. And this gets back into why our hashtag Fire Dennis Allen is ringing more loudly than ever. Why our shirts, our T-shirt sales are up. If you haven't gotten our shirt, ours is the real one. Uh, there's a lot of bots out there for all you listeners, by the way. The OG one. This one was uh, created a month ago before yeah. <laughs> before the masses were really were yeah. really in on it. So yeah, we also got hoodies now for when it gets cold. But my point is, you know, early in the season, we all were confident in saying, okay, if our offense can get twenty, I th- I don't even think we said twenty eight. I think we were saying like twenty four points a game. Yeah, you know, we weren't even putting four touchdowns as a requirement on our offense. We were saying if we do that, we're gonna be a by far a playoff team we're gonna be really really good you know we're finding ways now you know last week notwithstanding uh or at least looking at the Lions game you know it's showing that we have the ability to move the ball we we scored 28 points even uh touchdown with Jameis in there you know and it, it just reeks to me that okay if your head coach the DA defenders were you know weeks and months back saying well you got to fire Pete. You can't fire DA. Well, that's flipped. Okay. Um, I don't think it should have ever been in position to flip, but when your calling card as a head coach is supposed to be your defense, and that is the thing that is not complimenting something that is looking to be improving, you got problems. You know, they're the defense is the reason we we were and we've been bringing in the that position up for we were over in. a month now. Yeah. The defensive line looks 
like toast. And the, there's the whole thing looks like a mistake. There, the defensive tackles aren't holding up. Yeah. Cam is too old. We lost Turner, hoping maybe he made some sort of jump this year. Granderson is slowed down. Roach is injured now. He's probably yeah. out. And he may have been our best tackle so far this year, at yeah. least against the run. They're so, getting run over. So here's the thing. I, I don't. Yeah, I think that you know you look at last week. Look, if you look at the people that want to bash Carr, I don't have any issue with, with people going after Carr. Um, just because, you know, if a fan has an opinion, a fan has an opinion. Uh, did they subject themselves to get roasted for a horrible take? Of course. But, you know, Carr has showed enough bad play to where he deserves some Carr bad. has not been consistent. There's he hasn't been no consistent. doubt about that. But, if, but here's my requirement, though, on people that are doing that. If you're going to do that, you have to also acknowledge how terrible and inconsistent our defense has been over this stretch as well. Because they're just as much to blame for our losses they're more to blame, in all you know. honesty, if you're being fair about it. You said 24 points. We all thought 24 points wins this game. The last eight weeks, we're averaging, I think, over 24 points. The last eight weeks, what did they say on the broadcast? We're the third in yardage in the league over the last eight weeks. Yeah, but where are we in points? No, no, no. It's higher than you think. We're, we're in the no, mid-20s. No, I know, but like... And I'm saying, it's been inconsistent. It's been terrible in the red zone, on and off. I agree 100%. I'm just saying... The defense is getting destroyed. Yeah. We were talking about games. We didn't give up 20 for how many in a row? Uh, what was it, Max? 20? It was a, it was a lot, yeah. Like 11, 12 games. And now we're giving up 30 a game more regularly? Maybe, maybe yeah. more than that, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're not winning games giving up 30 with, with Derek Carr. We never thought that that was going to be a thing. Yeah. yeah. No He's one, not scoring 35. We, we even said that. that last year. You know, when right. we had Andy Dalton, we're just before we even said, oh, Carr's a guy that we can get. We were just like, Dalton's not cutting it because he doesn't look like someone who can just go get the ball downfield when you need to. He doesn't have to do much, but he needs to do more than what he's doing. We could ju- if we could just get a QB who could do a little bit more than what Andy's doing, then we'll be in great shape. And and so we thought that's what we had with Derek. Um, but the, there's something... The other thing we need to say about that, this is the third game he hasn't finished. This was a supposed Iron Man. He's taken a hit to the chest three two, times. Two and concussions in a month. Right. Yeah. And, and after well, having, never having had one before, I think it's a mix there of you know the O line not being in sync. I mean, Pete went down in this game, which didn't help matters. But also, you know, the O line was horrible when he was getting hit early in the season. Well, McCoy had two false and, starts in like three plays. Yeah. To, yeah. What the hell's going on? You know, it's just so real it, quick, it, Corey. To what we're talking about, the last six games: Saints twenty four, thirty eight, twenty four, nineteen, fifteen, twenty eight. Yeah. That's that's about 23, 24 points a game right there. Yeah, if you would have pulled us earlier in the year or before the season, We'd have taken we would have said, okay, so you might, you probably definitely lose only scoring 15. 19 could be a push because our defense can hold people to less than that. But you would have definitely said all those other ones are wins. Right. You know. So here's the status at Max last night. Games, the Saints have 21 or under points this season. How many? Um... Out of 12, yeah. It's about what you're going to think it's going to be. Five. Seven. Okay. I thought it was one of those tricks, but... but wait, yeah. wait. Was that, was that in reverse? <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I don't know. <laughs> my, my point is, Pat Mahomes, exact same number. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, but if Pat Mahomes had our skill position talent, it'd be a whole but the Chiefs, Maybe so, but that's not what we're talking about. The Chiefs you, this we year all, also have a top three defense. They do. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying the difference is. We thought that's what we had. We don't have that. Or at least yeah. top five. Yeah. We thought this was going to be score 22, 24. It's almost a shoe-in. This defense is going to keep most teams around 20 points or under. They have not done it. Yeah. And, you know, the personnel moves, I, I, Loomis is a big part of this. 
We draft a defensive tackle. We let all of our tackles go. We draft a tackle. The only person we kept was Roach. That has been a catastrophe. Mm-hmm. It, it's not worked. Whether it's the well, individual- we signed two to replace the two, right? And we all thought they were upgrades. And we all did, and we were all wrong. Is yeah. what I'm saying. They, well, they, it is not the run defense is worse than it's been in Dennis Allen's era. It's so far worse. Yeah, Cam finally looks old. Right, Lewis Payton. We didn't bring in another pass rusher. We talked about that early in the season. We worry about pass rush, or we're trying to be cute and stash them on the practice squad instead of just signing them and, and then Correct. they go away. Correct. <laughs> I mean, again, that guy hasn't no. done anything all no, year. I, doesn't, yeah, there, that's too that, late. But that even, we all talked about it. This was trade deadline to save it or nothing yeah, on the yeah, on the pass yeah. rush. We did nothing because we well, don't have a There are 32 teams that didn't sign Jason Pierre-Paul this entire season until the Saints put him on the practice squad. And right. he won't do anything in my yeah. No offense, <laughs> he, ain't, he ain't that guy. Well, I'm saying even our efforts to bring him in were gone yes, by the wayside. You know, yeah. we, it was a... It was a patch job effort to bring a guy in like nick said it we didn't do a trade deadline move we did the patch job thing of signing a guy to the practice squad but it's personnel but i think it also you know the it's the consistency factor i know that's like my favorite word on this podcast besides like i don't know there's a bunch of other ones but anyway like the lack of consistency shows you the lack of effective coaching in my opinion. And one thing, there's a statement made in a post-game presser by Colin Saunders, which to me was, if he's just telling, you know, telling it how it is. It's it an was, indictment on the coach. It was, kind of, a, it was yeah. kind of alarming. Like, he was, he said, you know, maybe we need a pre-plan better, you know, because we're picking stuff up only after the game the, happens. The players are telling. And I'm, and I'm like, what the, are you serious? The players that are telling you, us everything every week. You, you're in week 12. Yeah. And you haven't even well, scouted the opponent enough to, to where they're doing. I mean, now look, scripted drives on a first drive are a thing. A lot of teams have success, like the Lions with, ben, with a guy like Ben Johnson. They're, they're probably going to get theirs on the first drive. Okay. But the next two... To, to say that they're doing things that we didn't, quote, pre-plan for. Well, it helps when you're at the 14-yard line. I mean, it's but they didn't get through their first 20 plays on those three touchdowns. Well, they had, yeah, they did. Well, two of the, well, two of their touchdowns came from within the, uh, what, the right. the 30 and That's in. what I mean, yeah. You know, but 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 still, it's it's just for him to even be able to make that statement, it it's like, ah. Well, look, the thing is, he's not even alone in that. Like, you heard Camara, you know, two or three weeks ago when uh, he said, we are a team without an identity. Yeah. And then Dennis Allen, of course, took exception to it the next day in his uh, his press conference. Well, like, well, we have an identity. It's like, no, you fucking don't. He goes, we're a team that runs the ball. You don't run the fucking ball. Yeah. We average like three yards a carry. You don't run the ball. The like the some, players are telling. They're literally, it's like they're being held hostage, and they're they're making the uh, the comments to the press every yeah. week. You There's just so many look at it. telltale signs yeah. of just a badly run organization. Not not even not even counting the Michael Thomas uh, Twitter festival that happened on Sunday, which was damn fun uh people talk about oh Jameis winston is so fun we want to just see no no what was fun was watching <laughs> was watching mt tweet the things that everybody wishes the players were saying uh cryptic or not but but no i mean when the coaches the, you know when i want to get on that because max and i were talking well, about him a little bit because just sidebar real quick yeah i mean it's time for him to go I mean, he hadn't eclipsed 500 yards in four years. We're beating a dead horse. Well, it's there's done. no. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> well, here's a question for you: Who's our number one receiver? Well, now it's Olave. Who's it been the whole season? 
Yeah. Olave. Yeah. Like I told you all in training but camp. But he was not taking coverage, so you weren't listening to the topic. Olave is making contested catches now. Like he's actually he's the number one receiver. Yeah, he's and hasn't been close to Yeah, I think there was only he one. He definitely is now with Thomas not playing, but the coverages were going to Thomas the first half of the season. They were. Yeah. And we yeah, talked about it. Thomas was being doubled and bracketed. Yeah, he was he getting was. bracketed. He was not being doubled. Olave was not, and There's what was he doing? Several he, screens, he was. 100%. Several screenshots of him being doubled yeah. and bracketed. He is not being doubled every play. There's the no way. The game the game Thomas runs as fast as you do. I don't know about every play. He could. He they're could, sitting. He could they're sitting a me. linebacker in. It, his, time out. This, this debate doesn't even matter because Thomas isn't on the team next year, more than likely. And Olave is the number one receiver. Well, here's another component to that: is that with the quarterback situation we have, with the offensive coordinator situation we have, I don't even know what good it does to have a Michael Thomas at this point. I mean, we're we're not we're, put it actually not the OC comment, the quarterback comment. I mean, Carr is not willing. He's not a quarterback that's just pulling the trigger unless he's eyeing the guy down. We we benefited this past game from the fact that Olave was getting wide open and he leads the league in separation. So that makes it... No, a, he does not. That's not I thought we fact. talked about he led the league no, in separation. No, he was very low. We, we were surprised by how low he no, was. No, now he's got... Uh, he shit. was he was under three yards and it was like middle tier. We talked about it. Yeah, but that was like week four. This is... Uh, the last episode we talked about how he's... Or maybe it's over the past few weeks he's leading. Maybe in the past few weeks. But either but way... I, I mean, saw the stat you're talking Carr's about. He's not, at the top of the league in it. I know. Most of Carr's downfield passes are when guys are clearly wide open. Yeah. He And... Except for the you know the AT Perry thing or for whatever. all the Taysom people, he couldn't get it to the wide open a lot of it. <laughs> No, I mean I don't think Taysom is your starter. Neither if, could James. Neither could Jameis. Jameis couldn't hit the side of a ball. Well, actually, no, come well, out. That brings up a good. Jameis a good. could have gotten it. He chose to try to uh, loft it. You know, you could tell he took some. Dude, off the of that out pass. route was wide open, and Jameis threw it five yards. Jameis threw nothing but bad passes when he got into the oh, no, game. Jameis yesterday. looked wildly inaccurate. So hold on. Let's go ahead and segue to the Jameis conversation because there's a very good possibility that Jameis is your starting quarterback yeah. next week. Yeah. Because Carr's second concussion in one month. They've been a lot safer with the concussion protocols across the league this year. I was actually shocked that Olave oh. was cleared in time for the game. Carr so, also probably had some ribs smashed on that. Well, he would play yeah. through that. I mean, he's he's been playing through injuries. Yeah. But the concussion, he's probably not passing protocol this week. So I think this is the week all the Jameis supporters, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, reference something I said in the preview episode back in August. I said it's a huge fucking mistake to keep Jameis on the roster because the second car strains a couple of bad games together or gets injured, these guys are going to come out of the fucking woodwork and just be going on and on and on about how Jameis needs a chance, Jameis is this, Jameis is that. Lo and behold, it's exactly what happened because Carr has been mediocre as fuck for the majority of the year. The Jameis hive has been out in full effect for the majority of the year. Now, we're going to get to see him. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, people are going to have to, their eyes are going to get opened. If you hate Carr, you're going to have to admit that he's a better fucking quarterback than Jameis after this week. Because Jameis is terrible. I say this as his number one fan when he was at Florida State. Now, that was more of an allegiance to Florida State. But Jameis is terrible. Like, what have people, What are we in, year nine at this point almost? He was 2015, right? 2015. So, is this eight or nine? Yeah, either way. Eight, you're eight. He's been around long enough to where we know what he is. And for anyone who's expecting him to, you know, all of a sudden flip a switch and turn into Drew Brees, it's not going to happen. Let's just be honest. It, when he came in... These were very easy quarterback plays that he missed. The only one that was a tough throw was the one to Kamara. He had to jam it in there, give him a pass on that. Yeah. The other two throws on that drive to go in the game were misses by five yards. Alave wide open, threw it, what, 
three, he barely got his fingertips on it behind him when he well, jumped he, back. He, he lasered it past him. It was like the dude's wide open. He's sitting yeah, in the zone, sitting there, right I where mean, he should be. Just pitch and catch it. You Perfect know, route he, by. Let me tell you who I blame for this. Pete Carmichael. Yeah. What the fuck is this game plan? Like we we were pounding them on that drive. That yeah. last drive where we had the ball, we were pounding them for Dude, the first 20, 30 yards. You. But how do you blame Carmichael when the guy's wide open and it's a 10-yard but throw? Stickwood, a quarterback has to be able to complete no, stick that. No, stick with Taysom at that point. Run what's working. Yeah, I Taysom don't, can make those throws. Mm-mm. Well, I don't trust Taysom as crazy. a passer. I think it's more <laughs> You trust uh, Jameis? No. No, I don't trust either of them. That's why I, I think Put the guy who's hot in there, man. It's either a you know RPO with Taysom or it's a run... You know. I'm just saying, go back and look at that drive. We were moving the ball. We were running the ball. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But we had just run Taysom, and it was, what, one-yard gain. So we're second and nine. Alave's wide open. We throwing. did that stupid-ass reverse. That's when we to Lynn Bowden, and that's when it went that from— was a, That was a terrible call. It was second and one, I think, and then it went to third and, like, 11 because of that no, loss. No, that's the completion, though, where it got tipped was after that play. Then they— That's right. Um— so that one we got away with on sheer luck. That was a sh- that was Terrible a straight call. up. That was an interception to that DB, the defensive back. If you look at it, that pass Jameis threw to remember the it. tip ball. The tip the ball. Tip oh, that yeah, was headed yeah. straight towards number <laughs> yeah. twenty. I think he was number twenty three. I could no, that, be wrong. That was a that was a. It go- looked like, like number twenty three was the uh, intended target. No like question. he was the wide receiver running the route. It was a vintage, you know. Olave was like, oh, what? God's plan. It was the, it was the <laughs> Jameis Winston experience in one single play. Now, do you all think there's any? credence to those who were saying well he didn't have the whole week no. taking number one rest. no man Jesus. those are easy throws if they weren't that wide open okay maybe, yeah. maybe those are the most elementary nfl throws every nfl quarterback can make i think throw. and that's a, the biggest uh red flag to me was the the miss to Olave when he settled in the zone because it's like almost showed me reminded me of james's instinct to throw the fastball in any situation than just play pitch and catch with the receiver when he's that wide open. Because he threw, he tried to throw the fastball and when you do that, the chances of it being errant are higher and it was errant. Yeah, and that's what we've seen. You know, you know it's like just just, just throw it in there. Just you know. I am perfectly fine with everyone, you know, criticizing Carr for his shortcomings. There's been many. The red zone especially. If he was just halfway decent in the red zone this year, we're a winning team right now. There's no question about yeah, it. Yeah, but he's not, and he never has been. So True. this is we're but expecting something. That does not support a narrative of Jameis Winston or Taysom as a starting quarterback. He is still the best chance to win if you're trying to win. If you're not trying to win, and whatever we're Put trying to do. in if you're not trying to right. win. Right, exactly. So yeah, well, that's that goes to my question from two episodes ago. It's like, what are we trying to do as a team? Well, win. you know, if, but we, if we're trying to win, it, it's not. Yeah, Hainer. but that, that question was silly when you when you phrased it because this team is clearly only trying to win, which they should be doing. Yeah, because they're trying to save their jobs. Right. It's, it's more of a question slash reminder to those who have these wild takes of like, we need a. a when Carr's healthy. Like, we need a bench car and just put Jameis in there. Carr's too inconsistent. It's like, well, if you're trying to win, then yeah. Carr gives not, you the best chance. That's not and the, most of those arguments are followed with what, Corey? Because it's more fun. Yeah, well, <laughs> I get no, it. It I is mean, fun to watch. No, there, it's crazy. there are people who believe with all their hearts, you know, the, the, the tweets are crazy. Like, not, they're, they're not crazy tweets, but they're crazy, like, everywhere. You know, get Derek Carr off my team. Get him out of my face. All that stuff. And look, I'm not knocking people for having that tweet. I just think it's not an either-or situation. Our entire QB room is not good right now. Right. There are no good options. James I mean, is not the solution. The, is the best option, and I'll go back to it, is, you know, buckle down, 
and run the damn service academy offense and put Taysom in there and just see what you can get with three yards in a cloud of dust every time. Uh, because, we did that last year. It didn't work. <laughs> because I don't know. You know, you, you can't convince me that that's a lesser option. They've never than, truly committed to that, though. Yeah. I, I honestly, at this, like at this point, I would actually watch like to last see that. year. They did though. Yeah. Not really. I mean, we. I'm talking like giving Taysom like a full. Oh, he can't take it. No, he can't. He would be injured in the, in yeah. the second game. It would but. be a, a two to three game plan because that's he's how long as he, he would last. <laughs> yeah, he's Corey. Not, can you take twenty five hits a game? Of course I can. <laughs> I've never, about tri- I've never tried it, but Jesuit football Hall of Fame fullback here, man. Come I, on, I, I could take forty-five hits a game when I was eighteen years old, but uh. I, I just think this week's going to be a reckoning, like where people are truly going to see what the Jameis well, experience the looks like. So, look, I ho- look, we'll talk about that next episode. In a reframe, yeah, it, we'll, we'll, we'll hope, dive into that. I then. hope it goes well. I do want him to succeed. I want to see him do well. I want to see the team do well. Because what's fun to me is winning. What's fun to me is winning, not. Um, Me too. Not this like, oh, did you see that crazy pass? Can't believe you threw that. No, can't like, believe it. we caught it no, when it was a sure interception. Whether it's yeah. Jameis or Derek or Taysom, what's fun is winning. Yeah. Exactly. You know what though? Let's uh, we'll we'll dive into the Jameis experience a little bit more later in the week on the preview episode. Let's go ahead and do a recap of the predictions from last week. So, trying to uh, go through Corey's handwriting here. You want me to run through it? Yeah, why don't you go ahead and take a look at that? That's, I know that we all predicted a Saints loss, yeah. so um, we're all we even all, there. We all picked loss. I would say, but we performed better than what we thought we were going to see. Would you agree? Yeah. Absolutely. No, they, they actually played with effort. Yeah, yeah we didn't. You know, there was no effort in the fourth quarter in Atlanta. There was effort after the first the quarter team this week. Showed fight. The, players, the team showed fight. The players are playing for each other no matter what happens. And, you know, you love to see that at a minimum. Again, it's opinion. We don't know. I don't think that fight is for their coaches, but that's just my opinion. Well, they're saying it every week. It's for the locker room. Yeah. But let's, see, right. let's get okay. into the... Uh, so we'll, we'll go with Nick. Uh, Nick was the closest in terms of point margin. He had Detroit... Oh, no, I, I'll take that back. Nick and I were both tied in point margin. Nick had 31 Lions, 20 to the Saints. Nick's defensive MVP was DeMario. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who the defensive MVP was. I don't either, really to be honest. There may not have been one, but um, I don't we, think we can we, definitively we, pick. We one. forced no turnover, so that's that's tough to put it on. Um, Demario, what did he finish with? I think we called that one a four wash. tackles. Um, so the defensive MVP probably a Debo again. I was about to say um, it might be a Debo. Eight tackles, six solo, one pass defense. Because the Buffy Sewell had eight tackles and two tackles for loss but he also got worked a few times yeah. that was pretty yeah. bad i think he did pretty well though all let me considered. we did not bring this up but let me bring up that howden was the worst play on the field by so far uh excuse me jawan johnson would like to have a word with you it could be a tie howden oh. was lost he was getting killed by LaPorta. he was getting lost killed. yeah and just the tackling he missed it three just clear straightforward tackles he missed he he had a welcome to the NFL. Day. It was a, it was a really, and I've been supporting him. And I told Max, I said, oh, I, we all have. I feel bad that I thought I saw something because that was one of the worst performances well, I've seen. The only rookies that don't have bad days like that throughout the course of their rookie years are the rookies of the year, and yeah. you know, and even they have bad weeks. So you know, that was he was due, yeah. you know, and against the high powered offense, it kind of made sense. But um, yeah, I think I'd have to go with the Debo. 
two. It's, um, a, it's a tough one. There's no definitive the one. The secondary no did wake up in the second half yeah, until the last drive, and they played fairly well like they have all season. Um, I just don't think there's anyone that stands out as a clear-cut defensive yeah, MVP. I agree. Right, so let's so go. Let's call Nick's, that a Nick's wash. offensive MVP was Taysom. You said Taysom's going to have over 100 total yards and a TD. Um, he did have the TD. He got he got close, close to a hundred. Yeah, he was. If he'd have completed that pass, he'd have had it. Um, yeah, he would have been in at that. But point. I know he had I over mean, fifty he, rushing, right? Yeah, he um, he had uh, fifty nine rushing, and he caught a long ball. Um, so was he, was, how long was that? Like twenty yards? Yeah, it was a good close. Um, two for fifteen. So two for fifteen. Uh, but he had an eighteen yarder. So yeah, that was the long one where he jumped up. Yeah, yeah. remember? Yeah. It was a good catch. Uh, so seventy seven yards and a touchdown. I think Kamara Kamara's the MVP. Yeah. Kamara I mean, played his ass off. Yeah, he six game. for 58. And then he had, again, he, had the, he had over 100 total. Yeah. 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 He had 51 rushing, three and a half. Did, a I, predict, did I pick him and or Taysom? You. So that's a good segue. Max, you picked the Lions to win 40 to 13. So it was looking like that for a good while. But you picked Taysom as your offensive MVP. And then your defensive MVP Jameer was Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs. Uh, and. He didn't. He, he a, didn't do as much as Max thought he would. He had that one long run. That was about it. He did not. Uh, uh, yeah. He didn't have the 175 total yards. The Lions kind of put the brakes on the offense after the first. You quarter. had Gibbs with two TDs. He had a 36. He had 36 yard run, but only 24 yards on seven more carries, and then he only had uh, one catch for negative six. Not yeah. a great game. We we held him in check. Yeah. Um, that so, TD got vultured away from him. That should have been his TD. He got tackled on the wall by uh, Singletary. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Singletary, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to me from last episode for watching Montgomery's name. All right, my my score was Detroit 28, Saints 17. Uh, so Nick and I both had the 11-point margins of victory. Nick's probably more accurate with the higher point total. I mean, not probably. You are the higher point total. My offensive MVP was Alvin Kamara. M- more importantly, where do we stand on the uh, the season? I'm still two back. There you go. Yeah. Um but uh, I'm going to get – we don't have an uh, MVP tracker, I don't think, but I nailed both in this game because I had Kamara for offense and Adebo for defense. Well, Adebo is questionable. Not we as definitive on Adebo, but I think Kamara – We'll give you Kamara. And I think I remember saying when I picked Taysom, I also said I think Kamara – It's a close go, second. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the, no, that's the best offensive game we've had because Taysom and Kamara were the best two players yeah, on the field by far. Uh, for us. I think this might be that point where we say no points for second place, Max. Although, Alave's in the conversation <laughs> for five for 119. I mean, that's in the yeah. conversation. Alave in the last two weeks yeah. has been fantastic. That's more yards than Kamara and Taysom. He did not score, so I get it. Yeah, Kamara got actually, the two short ones. Yeah. Honestly, Alave, since the second half when Jameis came in against Minnesota – has been lights out basically from well, that point on. You know on. what? If Alave and Carr. If we're using the value, you know, this comes up at the end of every NFL season, the word valuable, not best. I think Alave was more valuable than than Kamara. I think he he allowed us to get the chunk plays when we needed to and move the ball. Kamara did have a couple good in the past game. The run game was really rough again, in my opinion. He missed a few well-blocked plays on the outside. I think we have to get away from those plays and get that ball to him in the pass game rather than trying to run outside with him. Those plays are just not working. What are you talking about? He broke that official's leg, man, on that outside sweep. Yeah. One yard. Oof. The one yarder. <laughs> that guy's leg. He. It's not broken. I know. It's dislocated. It's, it's crazy, and the guy's no fine. Surgery, no yeah. surgery. You could hear that guy yelling, too. Ooh, that Dude, was it was brutal. I saw, I saw a gif of it where it's just like it it's just oh. over and over. It, it's it's wild. But uh. real quick on, on, on the Alave thing. Uh, we had Alave go out early last week and Cargo out this week. You take those three quarters ish out of that equation, 
they have gone bananas the yeah. last two weeks. Like 230 Well, yards. what you really need to is go back to the uh, the fourth quarter of the Minnesota game and factor that in because yeah. he had nothing in the first Something half. Something finally clicked with those two. I don't know what happened. All of a sudden... I think they, something clicked with Olave because all of a sudden he was do, he was doing it with Jameis too in that Minnesota game. Like he something the light bulb went on. Yeah. I don't know. Like he's it finally took figuring way it out. Too long this season, but right now that that is working, and well, we need to lean the shit into that the my, rest of the way. My problem is we continue to say in blank quarter of blank game it worked, or for that amount of time it worked. We have not yet said the whole game he did. Well, they keep getting hurt. So good. Yeah, I they mean, both but, getting hurt. He's no, frail. It's so is Carr apparently. All of a sudden, I we, don't know. We need to, you know. Well, cars, cars, thirty three, thirty four, thirty five now. So 32, it's another game. Too little, too late. Yeah. yeah, but well, with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this episode up. Be sure to uh, check us out on Thursday for the season or for the preview episode for the Panthers. It should be an exciting, exciting game. I can't wait to see Corey's yeah, prediction gonna, for this they're one. They're gonna tee it up in front of fifty whole people at the dome. It should be more than that. It should be Panthers fans. The Carolina fans aren't coming. They're not coming. That's what I'm saying. There won't be a resale market. Might be you and Max there. That's it. I'm not going. I sold my tickets. I needed this month off. Well, you need to go to wear our shirt because that other guy got Mm. all the publicity. I'll be there for the Falcons game in full, full, full outfit, and it's going to be it's going to be wonderful. Especially if it gets flexed, because I got something for the Sunday night football audience. It's going to be fun. Yeah. But with that, we're out. We'll catch you guys on Thursday for the next episode. Boom. What a comeback!